the first time I saw Michael was in 90, uh, somewhere in 94 or 5, by incidents um, in the southern part of France. Uh, inside his car, it smelled so good. Really, the perfume or whatever was there. It's, and he was laughing and there was nothing in his head and he, everybody was laughing, actually. I was on the phone with Stuart Beckerman, Michael's spokesperson at the time, and he said to me, Mark, I hate to say this, I need to cut you short. The police is at the Neverland gates. Well, I just tapped Michael on his shoulder and I asked him, what's the problem? And um, he said, oh my God, oh my God, they're going to sue me. And I said, no, Michael, <laughs> nobody's going to sue you. And I push him in the elevator and he literally flies in. Really? And I jump, yeah, and he, I jump, uh, I'm just, close after him and I'm going inside the elevator. Then one of the bodyguards kicks me out and then uh, Michael's manager grabs me and pulls me back in. And then really? I was standing next to Michael. Welcome to Better Yourself Podcast, your boy Frank Christ. And today um, I have a, I know the episode, we're gonna talk about AMJ again. I have a special fan here. His name is Mark. We had an interview before. We spoke about the Auto Arena and what happened behind the scene and everything. I met him actually a few times. I think I met him at the Auto Arena. I remember he was back in 2009, right? Correct. And we met again for the second time during the, I think there was like a big memorial in London, actually. That's what you know, we met, as you can see, actually, in the picture. So today, last time he spoke about MJ, about the way, you know, the O2 Arena, the experience that you have. And today we're going to talk about his journey, how he became a Mike Jackson fan, and also, you know, what happened when he met Mike Jackson. And he always wanted to meet Michael Jackson. He wanted Michael Jackson. He wanted to work for Michael Jackson, actually. And yeah, he's a guy that actually, many people want to hear, you know why you have his mind so i'm just gonna let him introduce himself before we start okay well um mark wittenberg um, i live in the netherlands um been a fan of michael since the age of five but i think even before but i i can't remember but usually i say michael's in my dna and um i really feel that and um, i always had a very strong uh connection or feeling that I wanted to do something for Michael and especially working for him and help him uh, to improve actually his life and the things that was, were happening around him. Uh, I, I loved seeing some of the scenes around him, but at the same time, it worried me uh, very much. And I, I've always did my best to, to try to reach him and to try to help him actually. You said you tried to reach him. You actually wanted to, to reach him, actually, to go to Netherlands. Well, I, my goal was not going or uh, going to Neverland or, or, or being at the, at the Neverland ranch. That was not really my, my goal. I wanted to um, help Michael. And um, when, when you saw um, if, he, if he took one step out of the door, that everybody was jumping around him and pushing and, and, and trying to rip his clothes off. I actually, that uh, was really a scary thing to see. And um, that was literally what was happening all day around him and everywhere, everywhere he went. And um, not only the people wanted to try to 
get very close to him, but also um, there there were things, and there have been many books written about it, of course, with all all kinds of people trying to take advantage of Michael. And uh, well, we we saw this after years of experience. We saw some of the things happening around him. We we tried to warn Michael, but that's I'm going really fast forward now, and uh, I think it's good to. Uh, tell you a little bit more about where where it all started actually yeah so when he said there was a lot of things like you wanted to see him to help him so when you say help him in terms of what well um in 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 terms of uh inform him about some things that were going on um to give you an example um we tried to uh, do some uh, events for Michael together uh, with with Sony when his album Invincible was going to be released. And um, we were working on this for years. Actually, I think it started around 97 already. Uh, so that was already the, the time that Blood on the Dance Floor still was in the charts. But from that moment on, we started and we were thinking and planning ahead for his next album to try to help him promote this uh, because we saw uh, the budgets for promotion of his albums were uh, sort of uh, lower than it was before. And uh, we, we tried, we tried to, to help. And uh, when we found out actually there was zero interest to promote his album Invincible, we um, rang some alarm bells, I think. Uh, so we contacted everybody uh, that we could. Yeah. And I say we, uh, because we ran a fan club at the time. So, uh, and I was together working with a couple of friends and uh, trying to contact everybody from Michael's office to some of Michael's friends, employees, his family, um, even Sony. Uh, back then uh, we didn't know Michael's relationship to Tommy Motola, but I even remember I sent an email to Tommy Motola. Yeah. Um, so we we did a lot, and uh, there there was a demonstration uh, organized in uh, London in front of the Sony building. Um, yeah, I remember that. And uh, we we made sure a lot of fans knew about it, and they traveled from from all over Europe to to go to London for the uh, demo. Oh, okay, so you actually was. I was there, the... but I, I, I was, I was um, in London, but at that day, um, I was at the some sometimes at the wrong uh, time, at the wrong place. But actually, that was a very good benefit for me because at the end of the day, I met Michael over there. Uh, one of my friends was actually on the tour, London tour bus, together with Michael, and she talked with him, him. Yeah. Um, so um, she was able to to give him some presents and letters and uh, things that I think uh, he liked very much. Wow! So he actually it was in London. I mean, your friend actually was there. That was actually crazy. My friend you know. was in London. I was in London. Um, and um, there's yeah, there's there had been some really um, interesting and strange things going on uh, in London uh, during the time of the Sony demo. Um, Michael stayed at the Renaissance Hotel, if I remember correct. And uh, I can tell you that we even found 
explosives in front of his hotel. Really? And, yeah. And um, we contacted the hotel management and uh, somehow they got rid of it without getting attention. Uh, so nobody knew about it. Uh, but uh, it could have been very, very bad and awful. And uh, we, we prevented this. And um, there's, um, there's some, there, I think there are more fans that, that did a lot of things for Michael. But if I say I've, I've helped Michael, I'm sure I helped Michael. I helped the fans. I helped everybody to make sure that um, they got rid of this. Yeah, but he, how was he like? Uh, was he actually planned? You know, the London things. Was he was he planned? Like people knew it was gonna happen, or he just like people knew that the, there was a Sony demo. Um, it was um, well, it was always a sort of gamble when you hear a rumor. rumor Michael's going to a certain place. Yeah, uh, you. Yeah, it was always like, will he be there? Or not, not 100% confirmed, but somehow we knew. Um, so we, uh, it was really a little bit of the time before the internet um, and uh, people were informed by employees of Michael where, um, of, or, or via fans, or some fans were working at, at airports and they informed, okay, Michael's in the airplane right now, uh, let's go there. And, um, yeah, this is a beautiful photo, by the way, that when Michael was really... Yeah, I think uh, that, that was during that day, actually. Yeah, that was the day. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, it was crazy. Uh, so he wanted to jump off the, the bus. No, I think he wanted to pick up some of the banners or, or things that, that fans or presents that fans took for him. He wanted oh, okay. That's what yeah. he was trying to do, actually. He was really trying. It was a very dangerous, dangerous thing, but really pretty cool. Um, yeah, because if you see how many people was there, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, that, that was actually, I think the good thing about it, it was really close to, I think well, this is one of the moments where he was really close to his fans, you know. I think so too, yeah. And I think that he uh, really felt the love that fans had for him. And um, So yeah. when was the last time you actually, you know, when you guys see each other? The last time when I saw Michael? No, the first time actually. Oh, the first time. Well, um, let's... The first time I saw Michael was in 90, uh, somewhere in 94 or 5, by incidents um, in the southern part of France. I wasn't even going there to see Michael, but I saw him by co coincidence. Um, the first time that I really saw Michael was in 1997, no, 6, sorry. He was yeah. there for the history tour in Amsterdam. And um, I think I told you a little bit about the story at the last time that we spoke. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. You did. Um, For people actually didn't know, you guys can go back to the video. So the previous yeah. video. Yeah. Um, but from that moment on, uh, I started traveling a lot and um, saw Michael at so many places. Um, especially, I have very good memories of London. Um, I know that a lot of people hate traffic jams in London and hate that it's, it's so crowded. Yeah. But actually, for us, it was a very big benefit. Uh, really? Because, yes, because Michael's car wasn't crossing the town really that fast, so we could keep up with him. Um, so I managed to talk with Michael uh, when he was inside his car a couple of times in London, which was really, uh, really cool. 
so um so the thing is you start from you saying like you wanted to work for him yes and that you met him so did you guys when you saw him you know he was in his car but what was the first time you actually spoke to him first time that i actually spoke to him was but it i can say it's all it, it was most of the times that i talked with michael it was very brief because there was so much chaos around him um, you all know the scenes of people that are like thousands of people trying to get near him um, and those were the times that i was usually very close um, close by and um, they the, the bodyguards they never kicked me away like you see some in some footage um, because i usually helped them out um, because there were not many not not too many bodyguards there were they there were never enough bodyguards i think really yes so uh, in in 2000 um in uh, monaco yeah um there were the world music awards and um, michael was staying at uh, hotel de paris and um i was i was lucky enough to be in the hotel at the evening, there was a very big dinner for all the performers and even Michael attended, uh, which was pretty rare because uh, he didn't go to, to these big dinners uh, so, so many times, I think. But over there he did. And um, yeah, he, there, there were some, some of the entertainers and they were all, when the evening ended, they, they came out of a big sort of uh, di diner room and they uh, they walked into the um, uh, lobby of the hotel when I say lobby it was really a huge huge yeah. beautiful um, very big place and then um, there was some some sounds and you hear some excitement and then everybody tried to get near to him and uh, even some of the stars that were performing over there, they were really running over each other to get close to Michael. And right. I jumped in between and somehow I managed to stand next to him, put my hand on his shoulders and push a lot of these people away to give him some of his, yeah, of his space. And uh, that was really, uh, really, really cool. It was very chaotic. And he wanted yeah. to go outside. And uh, when we looked uh, outside, there were 3,000 people, I think, standing there and screaming and making pictures. And they, they realized that it was no way that he could make it through this big crowd. So um, he made a sort of sign. So let's go in again. And then when I saw this, I went in again as well. And I walked um when michael came back into the hotel he walked up towards me and i walked uh, backwards so i could shake his hand talk a little bit with him i saw that he was very disappointed that he didn't go, uh, get to go outside i could see that he was not feeling happy uh, actually i saw some tears in his eyes uh, which was very uh, bad to see very not yeah i i Afterwards, I even discussed this with, uh, I, I discussed this, what happened with some of Michael's bodyguards and other employees. Um, and I told them that, that they, they should 
shouldn't have tried even tried to, to get Michael outside of the, the main entrance because it was impossible for him. He tried impossible. to do the job actually. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, I still have the the uh, the, the poster of this event uh, at my uh, home office here. Um, because I, yeah, I have so much, so many great memories about it. I will, I will show you this. Yeah, go ahead. So traveling. So tell me about traveling. You say, what was he doing? Because I know there's a lot of fans, what they actually do. They just keep traveling around, follow the guy. That's what you've been doing as well? Well, um, in between, I needed to work, of course. Uh, so I wasn't traveling all the time. Um, and, and I know there were fans that... I don't know how they managed to, but some of them, they really um, traveled all around the globe. And uh, saw, saw Michael everywhere. Um, and so you, but you was going to every, like, different country, right? I every went to you know, like the, was going the, 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 the most that I could. Um, I went to the US, to Germany, uh, to the UK, to France. Uh, so, so many... Uh, yeah, countries to see uh, to see Michael. Um, at first, I I started uh, really started collecting Michael Jackson collector items before I started traveling, and then um, there were some events uh, organized by a fan club, and I attended these events. And then I talked with um, some fans who actually already traveled uh, for the dangerous and the um, the bad and the dangerous tour and also the history tour for a large part and i came yeah. to contact with them and they were so enthusiastic about this but they at that moment they wanted to quit the fan club and i said no we, sh we should continue the fan club and um so we did and uh from that moment i traveled a lot uh went to the uh, special concert that michael held in munich MJ and friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, MJ and friends. I remember that. That was actually, yeah. I like that concert because I don't know, there was something about it. And it was even the sound and it was more, um, how can I say? Why he was wearing like a gray, you know, a gray vest, right? Well, yes. And the, I think I like the dangerous performance because it was, it had some new elements with this dangerous lady with all the spikes. Uh, she had a great outfit. Yeah, I remember that. And then, yeah, I think it, it was different. You know, the dangerous yes. one was definitely different. So I remember that. It yes. was, I think it, she was with the lady, that lady. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. It was, it was very good. I don't know if you guys, you know, remember that, but that was one of the, the best one, I would say, that you ever did. The dangerous the performance. Dangerous performance. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, it's, uh, I think it's, it's not even that, uh, I think, well known among the public, but I think the fans, of course, know. Um, and it was a great performance. I mean, that was the day, actually. I think it yeah. was, uh, that's uh, what he was wearing. Yes. And the audio, the quality was different. I think it was more live as well, the concert. I remember that. I know so. it was cool. And uh, unfortunately, Michael um, had an accident at this at this concert um and i always wondered was it really an accident or a setup and um, i've never heard that they've properly investigated this um so really? i 
still it's it's still a, a mystery and a question what happened that day um he fell from this uh, he did a performance for earth song and they had a sort of uh stair and a sort of sort of oh yeah yeah i remember that i remember form. that and uh, it went up in the sky and it fell down really, really fast. And also the pyrotechnics fireworks went off too early, I think. So um, if I remember, he had some burns and also he had a lot of hurt on his back. Um, it was really um, a terrible accident, but he managed to complete the performance, which was uh, impressive. I it's funny because you have a lot of things happening to him every time he's on stage. Yes. Yeah. A lot of things happened to him. That yeah. was good. So, and then what was the best time, the best moment during that show? The best moment during that show? Yeah. Um, I, th I think it was a dangerous performance, uh, but maybe also, of course, um, just, just seeing Michael. Um, I, 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 everything was good. Everything was good. Uh, I think the only thing that was not good is the, the accident that happened. And um, that, that gave me a strange feeling. And uh, I don't know, I, uh, I felt sorry for Michael. And I know that when I exited the stadium, um, I, I saw an ambulance um, driving in the stadium. And I knew that it was the ambulance for Michael. But I, we needed to catch a bus back back home yeah uh, unfortunately otherwise uh, i think uh, if i had a little bit more um, uh, flexibility at the, at that time i would have stayed there but it uh, we, we were just we needed to go back unfortunately but uh, i um, i remember this very so well. i mean how many times you saw him on stage well um that's that's not so many times a couple of times for the history tour um, I saw him at this on stage uh, for the MJ and Friends, um, World Music Awards, um, some appearances, but um, not any concerts anymore because he, he didn't. Yeah, he he didn't do any concerts uh, in Europe anymore. I think uh, he did some in America, American Bandstand, I think, and he did uh, for the um, of course the 30th solo celebration here in New York. That, I like that one as well. The, yeah. I think, what do you think about the, you know, the show, the third anniversary with the Jackson? Well, it's a legendary show, of course, when he was performing with his brothers again. Um, that's, uh, that I think it was very, very something that people were looking forward to. And uh, I think it was really good to see. Um, it was a very nice show because it was also a tribute for Michael uh, yeah. with a lot of uh, very good performers singing his songs. Um, it was it was good that he did like "You Work My Word" as well. I think that was yeah. the you know yeah. that that you know that part people was actually looking for that. Yes, and the fact you have a lot of artists as well, you know, joining the stage that was yes. good as well. I think I remember it was that. really good. Yeah, it's really cool. But even people were saying like he didn't want to do that before. I don't know if that was true. I'm not sure if that's true. Um, I I think he he won. If you see uh, this show, you know for a fact how much preparation is needed for this, uh, and everything was ready. So I think that he wanted to do this. You know, he had outfits 
for every song um, and everything yeah looked very good so I, I think he, yeah, I think he was prepared for that. He was prepared for it, yes. Billy Jean and everything was just, I like the fact it was with like Britney Spears was there as well. Usher was there, Chris Tucker was there and then it was it was very good. You have a lot of, it was quite fun. I think if we, I don't regret it because I think that's like the last show we ever did like officially, you know. I think I think it was, uh, it was very good for him to see there was a lot of love out there for Michael. I think most... Uh, um people really showed their love for michael over there and it uh, you can see this uh on all the footage and everything it was really a very good concert so well, what what, what was the last the time where you actually realized that he remember you because i know you guys you saw him many time so yeah. at a certain point the fact you saw him many time you just clock like you just realized that you can actually remember your face so what was it how was it like how did you know like did remember you i was surprised um that michael could remember people uh because he met so many people everywhere in every country that he went to and the fact that he could remember uh people he could remember me and, and other people is very uh yeah i'm very honored um and 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 i think it's it's incredible because when I see him um, in, in London, when he was in the uh, Renaissance Hotel over there, um, there was a chaos when he entered the hotel. And it was in the middle of the night. And meanwhile, he, he picked up some, some booklets, CD booklets and, and other things to uh, write autographs on. And it was so crowded that uh, he needed to go to the elevator. And uh, that was a safe place because some of the bodyguards were standing in front. Um, I, I walked with Michael with my hands on his shoulders, uh, sort of like um, to try to, to get everybody uh, out of the way and get him in the elevator. And I, I, you, there's, uh, there's some video footage of this. And I push him in the elevator and he literally flies in. Really? And I yeah, and he, I jump, uh, I'm just close after him and I'm going inside the elevator. Then one of the bodyguards kicks me out and then uh, Michael's manager grabs me and pulls me back in. And then really? I was standing next to Michael in the wow. elevator. Uh, uh, wow. And, and what I remember is that um, Michael knew, okay, this booklet is for the girl over there. That booklet is for the guy who's standing there. And he knew everything. And I was like, wow, how in... And during this chaos, could he remember this still? And he and wanted he to see all those booklets as well. Yeah, he wanted to sign them and uh, give them back to the people. Um, really? Because when, when he entered uh, the hotel lobby, the first thing that he said, he said, I'm tired. I want to sit down. Yeah. Everybody gets his autograph when we go sit down. But nobody did. Everybody jumped on him. <laughs> really yes and um then it was such a chaos that that uh, he needed to get out of there and uh, actually one of the bodyguards broke his arms over there outside who was standing outside and michael couldn't he couldn't believe it michael he didn't believe it who broke his arm actually 
Yes, one of the one of the bodyguards broke his arm. I heard. Yes. Wow, because of the because of fans pushing and trying to get near him. I know he was somebody actually really always wanted to sign autograph for people all the time. You know, like to the artists, they don't do that that much. They just like ran away from paparazzi. But like, yes. he was one of the guys used to love doing that. Always sign things for people every time. Yes. Every time he really. meet people. And he had also a very great, beautiful autograph. Because a lot of artists, they, they just, I don't know, but Michael had a beautiful autograph. Many, he, many artists today, they just write a name and then you just, you know, just leave it I, away. I think Michael enjoyed, he really enjoyed giving the autographs to the fans. And um, actually, when, when you look at the Bashir interview, you see Michael uh, saying to Prince or to Paris that he, he needed to write some autographs sometimes. And yeah. uh, that was really cool. So, and that time you actually, you, I mean, the, the funny thing about it, like every time you guys used to see each other, he used to, the fact you used to play the bodyguard, but yeah. you wasn't, you wasn't like emotional or, you know, because, you know, he's your oh. idol and you just like next to him, you were just doing, like you was acting like you want to help. Of course you was helping, but you wasn't like emotional or like, oh my God, this is MJ. No, I, I was thinking, of course, when I was inside the elevator, how cool it, it is that I'm standing next to Michael. Um, but I, at the same time, I was like, I'm not going to stare at him uh, because that makes him feel uncomfortable. And I need to be uh, making sure that he's relaxed and happy. And um, at the moment that he was standing in the elevator, um, at some point he was uh, sort of in panic because um, some some of one fan gave him um, a CD, but it was not an officially released. So it was a, just a regular CD with some footage or audio on it. And Michael was freaking out, but nobody in the elevator was reacting. So I thought nobody reacts. Well, I just tap Michael on his shoulder and I ask him what's the problem, and. Um, he said, oh my God, oh my God, they're going to sue me. And I said, no, Michael, <laughs> nobody's going to sue you. And he looked at me and he, and he said, yeah, I, I can't take this CD. And I said, I, I know the guy. Oh, do you know the guy? You should give it back to him. And he gave the CD to me. And then at that moment, one of the bodyguards grabbed the CD from my hands and gave it back to the guy who gave it actually uh, to Michael. And oh, really? Michael's golden rule uh, was he was not going to take any CDs or, or footage or whatever because he was afraid of copy, copyright claims. Oh, okay, I get it. So that's why he didn't take this. And when he actually saw, he, he really freaked out. He was really, really, uh, yeah, panicking. I think it was people you think it was very scary when people was getting around like i i think it was so cool to see people freaking out when they saw michael and at the same time it was frightening um because it was beautiful to see people loved him he was from the way i see it michael was a people magnet whenever wherever he was people wanted to be near him and and, and they say Children wanted to be near him, but everybody wanted to be near him. And I even, when, when uh, we knew that Michael was coming, but other people didn't, 
And when we talked about this a little bit, some people try to make jokes about uh, Michael, about his appearance or about whatever rumor they hear they uh, have heard of Michael. But the moment that Michael entered a room or entered a place or walked down the streets even, people changed their opinion immediately. And um, everybody was positive. I have never heard any bad word about Michael where, wherever, he, wherever he went. Uh, even from the people that were very, they were big critics, critics. They were saying uh, very negative, very uh, rude things about Michael. And actually when they saw him, he, they said, he looked like a prince. Oh, and, and he's so good for, for his children and totally opposite. Yeah, I think that's, that's true though. Because people actually used to say a lot of things, but as soon as they saw him, it's like they can't yes. control themselves anymore. Everybody wants a picture. Everybody wants something. Yes, and 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 that was the thing that I saw uh, very early on that everybody wanted something from Michael, and I already had the idea that Michael gave already so much to me uh, through his music and his the 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 whole vision that he had for the world. Um, and I didn't want anything from him. So I wanted to uh, give back. And um, that's what I did when we heard of the allegations in uh, 2003 and the court case that uh, happened in 2005. We wrote a newspaper about what we researched and we issued this newspaper and we gave it, distributed it all around court, um, put it online. And uh, we want to give back to Michael, you know, and um, we want to, yeah, uh, again, to help him. And so I, what, what happened like in 2000, you know, it was 2003, I don't, yes. I don't remember, 2003, yeah, 2003. Well, so. during these years, I've... Uh, managed to see Michael uh, so many times, but not only Michael, but also his his management at the time, and uh, his his manager. I, I've um, talked with him many times, and uh, we got along very well. And uh, when I heard of some new projects, um, we were already planning in advance to uh, to help and uh, promote it. And um, the, the biggest and the coolest thing that I was working on for, for Michael without any, anybody knowing this um, was uh, an amusement park in the Netherlands. And we would get this amusement park for um, a week uh, exclusively for Michael and his family. And then at the end, a very big fan party. Did they get in uh, touch with you for that? Yes. Um, I was working with um, his management um, and I was working uh, to make all the connections and keep bringing people together. Um, also, Michael performed in the Amsterdam Arena uh, for the history tour. And uh, so they knew Michael uh, had a capacity of, of selling out a very big stadium and they were very interested in doing an event. So at the same time that we were working on this project for the amusement park, we were working on a project for a tribute show similar to the one um, in, 
2001 for, for Michael Studio anniversary. Um, we had all these um, letters of intention in place. And at the moment they, uh, from Michael's management, were due to send us a letter of intention as well. I was on the phone with Stuart Beckerman, Michael's spokesperson at the time, and he said to me, Mark, I hate to say this, I need to cut you short. The police is at the Neverland gates. Oh. And, and that was for us, same like you say, whoa, we were in shock. And uh, we knew that from that moment on, our plans and everything that we worked on for so many years were off the table. You know, it was not going to happen anymore. And um, we, uh, so for us, that was a shock. But the bigger shock for us was what's, what's going to happen with Michael? And um, how, how does he feel? And um, how can we reach him? And I called uh, Michael's manager at the moment that we learned of this uh, whole situation. And that was even before that the press knew about this. It was before I think everybody knew except for Michael's, Michael's team and the police who were doing the investigation at the Neverland Ranch. Um, I called Michael's manager and Michael sat next to him and he was on the phone and I could hear Michael's exact words what he was saying at the moment that uh, he, he, he was accused. And yeah. it was very short and I wish I had recorded it, but I, I couldn't at the moment, at that time. But I, I know what I heard and um, I know Michael's first response was they, want, they just want green. And he yeah. was meaning money. They just want to have money. That was his first response. And I heard, I heard him say this. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, they, they, they just wanted money. That's like everybody knew about it. That's, that's what they want. I remember yeah, that but, day. But was hearing like, this from Chris, hearing this yeah. from Michael's, from hearing this from Michael, you know, um, that was really. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. the thing is, it wasn't for the first time. It was actually no. for, you know, for like a second time. Yes. And, uh, and, and like I told you, I was not there to have to get anything for myself. I was there to try to help Michael. And uh, at the moment that he was accused, uh, we knew, okay, Michael would have done a lot of things for us again. You know, he, he does, he has done so many things for all the people around the world with his beautiful music, dance, his videos, everything. And uh, I thought it's now it's our turn because we would have the, had the best time seeing Michael perform. And Michael is now at his worst time. Um, we go to the US and we will be there and we are going to support Michael. And that's why I went to the US three times and I was there for six weeks. Um, I've been inside court uh, six times. And the uh, thing is, before we jump to the court, the, yes. I think the most uh, emotional things as well, you know, when we, when they actually, the, the news came out. Yes. It was actually, because I remember that day uh, I went on TV yes. and everywhere you have like Michael Jackson pictures. Yes. You know, like, you know, that picture of Michael Jackson when he was actually 
you know, handcuff. That was yes, very. That is very tough, but that is that is already you're going fast forward yeah. very fast now. Mm. But that uh, that was a shame, and I think it should never have have uh, have happened because there was no evidence at all, and the trial was actually um, based on nothing. Um, and if you read all the transcri transcripts and listen to and look at all the evidence, there was really nothing. And there shouldn't have been any trial at all. Um, but there was, and 99% uh, of the media was against Michael and they, they were so convinced that he would be convicted. But afterwards, some of the media, they realized what they have done to Michael. Some of them they did realize this. Um, that's what I heard. I think Alfredi Jones, I think I remember her name. I think yes. she was one of them as well. At yes. the start, she used to, you know, she said Michael Jackson was, you know, and guilty for whatever happened. And then after that, she realized how much the, the media actually was behind the whole thing. Yes. So and the, I'm, I'm the, glad because she actually wrote a book after that and she tried to expose all the conspiracy around it. So that, that was actually a good move. So that many, was really I mean, good. At least this is like somebody actually, she, she knew she messed up somewhere and then she tried to fix it. That yeah. was good. But today the media, they don't even care. They just, whatever sell, they just do it. They just do it. And actually there was at least uh, a couple of people there that, that felt and that really realized what they have done to Michael. And you could see that it took its toll on Michael as well. So what was your reaction when you actually saw like, okay, Michael Jackson have been arrested for the moment. You know, I think it was a few hours. And after that, there were going to be a, a trial. So what was in your mind? Do you think he was going to get out of it? Um, I was, what was in my mind was, first of all, we were already investigating ourselves because uh, this was, what, like you said, the second time that he was accused and we didn't believe it. But we thought, okay, we, we need to be believable and uh, let's try to, in, to do our own research and find out the truth. And if people uh, would like to read a newspaper, um, we uh, made our own, news own newspaper. So what was going into my mind um, was your question when I saw that Michael got arrested. And um, what we were, we, we already knew, of course, uh, what was happening. Uh, we knew um, what Michael's response was. And uh, we knew from the past accusations how the public or how the media would react. Um, and immediately after that we knew about this, we started working on um, a sort of information sheet that was uh, what we had in mind in the beginning. And it was a little, little flyer that we um, gave away for free at a Michael Jackson or no, at a an, uh, collector fair. There were some of big collector events in, in the Netherlands. And um, yeah, this, this photo, by the way, is uh, taken in, in front of the Santa Maria court and I had my media accreditation. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yes. And um, 
we did some exclusive reporting for RTL in the Netherlands. So that was the day, that, that was the one of the first weeks when yes, the trial started? That was the day that Michael was dressed all in white. Um, okay. And uh, we were too, but a we had to be a little bit in disguise at, the, at that moment because we were sort of working as press over there. Yeah. Um, but as uh, soon as Michael uh, exited the building, um, we were standing there all dressed in white and he saw us and he even pointed at us, which was uh, cool. So how was like the, how was he like being outside there? You know, like. Well, we, we saw Michael entering the building and he was really uh, like walking at a cert, certain, in a certain mood and uh, it looked like, okay, I'm going to kick your asses. Um, so that's the picture yeah you actually took that picture for people who yeah, are watching this is the picture yes. actually you took it yourself of your your camera yes. so that was what Michael Jackson worked out right yes yeah and uh, when he walked in together with uh, Janet and uh, Latoya I think uh, he walked like sort of a little bit like a cowboy I think even I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I think that was the that was the same walk that you have during the this is it, you know, when you was on the corridor going up, yes. you know, to the you know for the yeah. auto conference. It was kind of the same. People were saying like MJ don't walk that way, but if he you did. think about it, he, yeah, he was the same kind of walk. He was I think, very. I think I think I don't know if he's like is a nervous type type of walk when he's nervous or something or when he's. I, I think he was just really confident. Um, that's that's the way I saw it. That's the way at, at least that he um, sort of yeah shown shown sort of confidence over there. And he and I, I remember the fans were at, and and I myself standing there and looking at him and like wow he's going to kick their asses. And um, there was a lot of fans. I remember that yes. watching down TV. Yes, there, there was there a lot were. of fans. people were screaming everything right. Yes, and they were there all the time. And sometimes there were, uh, th this is actually the MJ Times that I talked about, um, yeah. that we wrote. Um, that's the magazine that you actually wrote, right? Yeah, that's that's the newspaper. And we had it translated with the help of, of Let me just uh, show it right here. from other, other countries. Um, we had it translated in 12 different languages. Okay. And- um, I love this picture. Yes. And, and we, we gave these away for free around court. We even have them in uh, Arabic language. Wow. Um, this is the first issue. And uh, we didn't ask money. There's a price on it. It says 77 Neverland cent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Neverland cents. <laughs> so we never asked money for it. Um, and... That was the first one, and and I'm. Um, I think it, we did we did a good job with this. Um, I think it could have been better, but um, like Michael was very critical on his own music. You know, he was really perfectionist. I was a perfectionist with this newspaper as well. So I, always when I read it, I'm like, oh damn, I I should have done this a little bit different. But then. Um, I told you I was there three times. So when I returned, I came with the MJ Times part two. Which is, oh, that's that's a part two. This is part two. And this is much better. Uh, very informative. 
Um, what was you guys talking about it there? What was it about? Because did you guys have a lot of news from the court? Yes, the, the conspiracy theory um, about what the witness uh, profiles, um, forensic proof that there, there was any, wasn't any forensic proof. Um, there are some photos. Um, we, we brought, like I told you, mail, mail for Michael, and we literally brought this to Neverland to the mailbox. Um, and some facts, some relevant facts at the end, some things that really make you wonder and think, think about, um, you know, if Michael was guilty, would he really, really do an interview together with the guy who's accusing him? You know, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. After, after the, the second NJ Times, I wanted to do a third one, but I didn't um, at the time. Um, I know some of Michael's family, they love the MJ Times. I know that Michael loved it. I know um, I gave the MJ Times to Michael directly. Um, he started to sign it and I said I didn't want an autograph and I talked with him about um, that we had it translated in, yeah, the, no, in I mean. different languages inspired by um, the Jehovah Witnesses who did the Watchtower in all, all different languages. Um, so that got the attention of Joseph actually who, who, who uh, told Catherine, Catherine listen um, and I really got their attention. Uh, also Michael's attention. It was really nice uh, talk at that uh, moment. And I know that the day after... But Joe actually noticed that. Sorry? Joe, I'm, did he notice the magazine? Yeah, he noticed it. Um, he, he liked the magazine a lot. I, I call it a newspaper. Um, he knew me because I've helped him promote his books in Germany and... Uh, I met him quite some times. Um, so he actually thought that I was from Germany. Um, yeah, it's a nice guy, Joe. Yeah, I, I always like, enjoy talking with him. And, it's my uh, favorite, actually, from the Jackson. After Michael, my favorite is Joe Jackson. I just love Joe, man. I wish I met him. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I love all the Jacksons, but uh, Joseph was really, yeah, a, a, a very cool guy. And um, there's... Some fans don't like him, but I think when you really people don't him, like him because they don't understand the guy. People just sensitive; they just exactly. judge him. They, you know, exactly, like, exactly. Uh, they 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 didn't know Michael, and they, the people who judge Michael they, they didn't know Michael, and the people who judge Joe they didn't know Joseph. There will be no Michael Jackson without Joe Jackson. People can't disagree with that, but that's the truth. That's hundred percent the truth. You know, yes. there's a price for everything. I know it did a lot of things. You know. But sometimes, you know, there's a sacrifice for everything. Without whatever he did, Michael Jackson was not going to be the person he was. And yes. I believe if Michael Jackson was in, if Joe Jackson was in Michael Jackson's life, MJ was still going to be alive today. But they tried to keep his father away from him because... 100% sure. I'm, I, I totally agree with you. I'm 100% sure. I, I think even, you know, you say this, if, if Joe was in, in Michael's life, he, Michael would have been alive today. If Peter Wiesner was in Michael's life, I'm 100% sure Michael was alive today. Um, there, there, there are a lot of people who tried 
just like we tried to help Michael, they did try to help Michael and especially Michael's family. Um, they, they did a lot to help him and a lot to get him out of, out of uh, bad situations. So how was he like to spend so much time outside the court, like the courtroom? How was he like? Oh, well, I spent time outside court and I've spent time inside court. Oh, you, you was inside as well? I, 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 um, I was inside six times. Um, this was one of uh, what I, what I show you here is the, uh, special, uh, pass that you need to put on your clothes. It's a sticker. Um, when every morning they had the lottery, um, before the court starts and there were 45 public seats and, um, there, sometimes there were many, many fans. Sometimes there were not that many fans because uh, fans also need to work and uh, not everybody can be there all day. Um, but I was lucky enough to get the chance to be inside court to follow all the proceedings. Um, outside court was of course great because you saw Michael um, entering and, and exiting. Um, and, and, and you could do uh, a lot of other things in, in between because uh, he was there for a couple of hours. And you took uh, that picture, like, was Michael Jackson outside the car or inside the car here? Outside the car, you see his umbrella over there. Oh, uh, shit, shit, so shit. he was, I think yeah. it was outside, yeah. Yeah, it was umbrella there. Is, yeah. Was he the day that he was on the top of the car? No. Um, was, was, he, was he there that day? Um, I wasn't there at the day that he was on top of the car. No, um, I, did, did, did you hear about that story? Like what, what happened like during that day? Well, a very big question for me, um, still is there is some footage when you see Michael, Janet and Catherine really angry and pointing at a person and they were really, really angry at this person. And that is a very big question. Who were they pointing to? Do you remember this footage? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I remember that picture. I remember that picture. Yes. Um, I remember this footage and I've never really uh, found out the details what happened over there that day. Uh, was it, maybe it was the media or something? I don't know, probably. Uh, but I don't know. I've never, well, hopefully one of the fans who's watching uh, can give a little bit more information about this. I think it was, I think I remember that picture. It was Janet and Michael and Catherine, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Um, but Michael on top of this car, I, I wasn't there at the moment, um, that that happened. And, uh, I think that was also, um, the first and the last time uh, because the court, they, they did say something about this, uh, Michael's people, uh, they, they didn't want to see these scenes anymore or whatever. At, at least that, that's what I understood. Which one did you want to see? Sorry? What, what did you say you didn't want to see? Uh, I want to know, um, what happened that day when Michael was pointing, uh, to a certain person together with Janet and Catherine, um, that's that's what I said. Oh yeah, true. I, I I tried to find a picture, but I don't remember. I think I remember he was in the car. Yeah. Yes, they were in the car. 
Um, but anyway, um, it was how it was like being there during the trial. Um, it, it was uh, getting up really early because it was a drive. I was staying in Solvang um, and Solvang is very close to Los Olivos, but Santa Maria, where the court case was held, was approximately an hour drive. Um, so actually every day we, we stood up very early, um, drove to Neverland, then from Neverland to Santa Maria, and then uh, hoped to win the lotteries to be inside court. And if it didn't happen, we were outside um, spending some time talking about Michael, talking with the press, um, distributing the MJ Times, talking to people who had any connection with Michael. Um, that, that was at least the, the way I spent my time most of the time. Um, and there was a sort of shopping mall um, not so far away and there was a guy who sold uh, the Michael Jackson's merchandise the MJ pets yes that's the picture right you were talking picture, about right. I think yeah. it was like that and MJ Johnny was pissed off Catherine MJ as well I think it was something about the media or say something I don't know I don't remember that yeah. but I hope if anybody have know about it, what happened that day feel free to drop a comment and just you know just for the story make sure yes, let us know what happened. Please. so before you jump to anything how was he like because I can imagine like you and Mike Jackson fan you're in a courtroom MJ's there yeah. how was he like listening to all those crazy stuff because the thing is like him being there how was his reaction how was it was he just crying what was he doing um he was listening um he was paying attention he was sometimes whispering something to uh susan Yu or Th thomas Messero. Uh, most of the time he just sits still and um i know catherine was there every day joseph was there most of the time um he was very uh yeah you couldn't see you know when you sat inside court you saw michael from the back and you when you see his hairstyle it was almost like a curtain so he was like you know you you couldn't even yeah, see yeah. him from the side um so you couldn't see really his expression um but i know that he was very um yeah, he was paying attention and listening. Um, and what, what I remember is that at a certain point, um, Debbie Rowe was discussed and uh, the, the mother of Prince in Paris. And they said something sweet about her and he nodded. That's what I remember. Um, and for the rest, uh, the most interaction that we had was during the breaks. So there was a uh, lunch break or, or there was a short break in between. I don't remember the, 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 the times, but I know there were some breaks, yes, like this. And then uh, they had a room somewhere, I think upstairs, and we needed to exit the room first. And then Michael exited the room, so we saw him and then there was some interaction with Michael and he waved to, the, to, to us. Um, and there was one funny incident that I remember. Uh, one time we were talking amongst each other, I with the fans, and we didn't give Michael any attention. Uh, so he, 
he walked by and he noticed that he wasn't getting noticed. So he yeah. walks back and says something, waves like this. Yeah. <laughs> he, he made a sort of wave like, hi, I'm here. <laughs> and we left, Michael left, and then he went away. That was really, really funny moment. Everybody started laughing. That was really, the, I think, the coolest interaction uh, during this whole stupid uh, court case. Yeah, but, but I feel like when he was outside in the car, I think it's something that he wanted to do. I feel like, yeah, I think he was quite happy. Yeah, well, in the car, um, he, uh, there, down the road, there uh, were fans that had interactions with Michael. Sometimes the car stopped. Sometimes they rolled down the window and Michael talked with fans, got some presents. Um, so he had some, yeah, good time. Yeah, sort of good time, I think. Yes. That was good. So, yes. and the, the trial finished and what we had the result. So how was you? Well, before, before you go to the, to, to the, the, the finishing of this trial, um, there were... We needed, we wanted to do something for Michael. Everybody wanted to do something. And there were some fans, they raised uh, some money. Um, and we, everybody donated and they made signs. And this, uh, if you know uh, Los Olivos, his, his town, um, he, he lived at a ranch very uh, far away from this town. And from the beginning of this road until up to Neverland, there were signs put up there. Michael, never change. Michael, keep loving. Michael, you're innocent. We know you're great. Um, invincible. There were so many beautiful signs all along the roadsides. And that was very impressive to see. Um, I made, I, I recorded this with my camera. I have a lot of footage of this. But it was impressive, beautiful to see. The day or a day after, some stupid guys, uh, we call them the rednecks, they had a very big uh, Jeep or whatever, and they ran over all these signs. So they were all broken. Um, so next day, there were some new signs along the road. Um, we, we got them fixed. And uh, I remember they tried again. So these guys tried, tried again. Wait, they were saying bad things, actually. Sorry? They were writing bad things. No, they weren't writing. We were all, everybody was writing good things uh, about Michael. Very supportive and uh, beautiful things. But there were some guys who, who didn't like that. Oh, and okay. they took their car and they drove over the signs. Oh. You know? And... They did this once. The second time, they've never done it the third time. Really? Because uh, I can't tell, I, it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I will not tell who it was, but they, they regret that they ran over the signs because there were spikes like this <laughs> put after the signs and they had a flat tire. Really? So, so they, they've never done it again. <laughs> that was um, cool. 
Yeah, and uh, I, I'm 100% sure Michael saw these signs, you know, and uh, it was a very, very beautiful tribute, I think, uh, for, for Michael and uh, great support. So um, after that, and we have like the trial finish and your reaction, was you there when you have the, the, the verdict? I was there for the verdict, yes. Uh, we were, I wasn't inside, unfortunately. Uh, was standing outside. There was uh, one fan who had like this big of a radio, and we heard the uh, the jury read uh, the verdict, and uh, we heard the not guilty, the not guilty, and the not guilty, and everybody started screaming and jumping up and down, um, and I had a. Um, um, we were so happy. It was like New Year's Eve. Um, everybody was jumping around and partying and happy and uh, that was a great moment and we told uh, the media we're going to celebrate this each year and uh, yeah it was feeling like a rebirth for Michael and um, that he was free um, and uh, but still we were worried uh, about him of course uh, the trial took his toll, but uh, at that moment we were celebrating and we were, um, I was running to my car actually because I wanted to go to Netherlands soon uh, as I could. And we drove it uh, was very... That day he was kind of sad as well. He was very, I don't know if he was shocked, if he was surprised. Yeah, I don't... Because he wasn't, certain day he was excited, but that day I think maybe it was just emotional or something. I know that... Um, yeah, um, it was it was hard to see. You know, you could see the trial took its toll, and uh, he need to he needed to listen to uh, so much bullshit for so long of so, such a long time. And uh, that day he was really free, but at the same time, um, this trial almost killed him. It really did almost kill him. Um, he was in hospital um, during the trial and uh, we knew about this, everybody knew the media, uh, but what people don't know is that he was in the hospital after the trial as well. And um, together with, with uh, three friends, um, we, we, we drove back from Netherlands and usually we took a right turn to our hotel, but for some reason I said, I have the feeling Michael's here and we took a left turn and we saw Michael's car on the parking place. And uh, Michael was in the hospital, but we kept it quiet. Uh, we brought him some presents or bought him some presents and we brought it to uh, the reception. Um, but we, we kept it quiet. We, we didn't say anything. Well, Out of respect family, for Michael's privacy. Does anybody from the family stay behind to talk to his to the fans or something, or they just drove up? Uh, after the trial, um, the, Joe, Joe Jackson talked with the fans. Um, Catherine was standing there as well. Um, I know the bodyguards, they were talking and it, there was a sort of feeling that they would open up Neverland for the fans. Um, and um, But I think due to Michael's condition, at, it, this didn't happen. Uh, they would. They said they would make an announcement later on, but they didn't. 
Um, I know that Mesero was um, also at the ranch and he was really, there was people screaming and, 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 and yeah, he was uh, the star, you know, yes, he was the star. They were jumping over his car and uh, there was a party outside there. I know there's a, there's also a lot of footage. Um, and I know that I've, I made a um, sort of banner and I put it on Michael's mailbox with a photo of Michael and it said the words free. Um, and I, I hang this on, on his uh, mailbox. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great, great day. Um, at the same time, we saw some things there um, that could have brought Michael in um, problems, not because of Michael, but because of people were doing crazy things. Um, and um, it's it's it was a it was a really a, it was a good day, but also a little bit of a strange day. Uh, I think even one of the security guards sprayed some pepper spray over there, oh, and, really? and there was uh, there were parents who were pushing their children um, and trying to get one of the children on the Neverland Ranch on the property. And there were some really strange things happening there. So um, that's crazy. That was really crazy. Yeah. And helicopters you... flying around, uh, <laughs> media trucks outside. Um, that was pretty much the scene over there at that, that time. All right. So I wanted you to talk about something, Neverland, actually, because tell me about something. You, I saw, I saw that picture, actually, the one you actually took from, yes. actually, from Neverland. Yes. And so the flight, what was it here? Yeah, um, this was in 2009 uh, after Michael's passing. Um, I had been to the US in 2000 already and tried to warn Michael. Um, but at, at that time in 2000, we asked for permission if he could fly over the ranch because I didn't know if there was a no fly, fly zone. Uh, and the ranch manager, he told us that um, it was allowed as long as we didn't land. Um, and we tried to reach Michael and we told the ranch manager, we're going to, to throw out flyers, you know, all over Neverland because we want to reach Michael because we have very important news to tell him about everything that I, I talked about. So, but, but that was when he passed away though. But when he passed away, um, I, was, I was close to Neverland and I was driving there. And this was the day, I think, before the memorial. And I was very depressed because of Michael's passing. And um, I thought, okay. What, so you guys, about the flight, you guys wanted to use those what can, I, what can I do? I was, I was asking myself, what can I do to make myself feel a little bit better? Um, and I was really depressed. Um, and I thought, well, I'm going to make this, this flight over the ranch, uh, that I already wanted to do 10 years before. And so I went to the airport and, uh, chartered a small plane and, uh, the owner of this plane, he, he was a flight instructor. So he told me, have you ever flown a plane before? I said, no. <laughs> he says, okay well now you're going to fly this plane and uh they had a double steering 
um, and it was really cool. So I've flown over Netherlands, over the ranch the day before the memorial. Oh, that's crazy. So, I mean, because you've been to Netherlands before, right? Well, I have not, and I've never been on the property, uh, not legally. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, put my, I, see. I put my hands or whatever, my, my leg in, uh, over the fence or whatever, but no, uh, I've never been on the ranch. No. You've never been on the ranch, actually? No. No. And you take some beautiful picture there as well. So I think it was this one. This is Neverland, right? Yes. Yeah, this is close to the to the, the gates. Yes. So, but but you you went to Neverland just after when Michael Jackson passed away. So was he after the memorial or before the memorial? I went to a Neverland, not to the U.S. in 2000 first time. Then in 2005 for the trial a couple of times, three times actually, and then uh, after his passing. And I went there uh, before the memorial because, uh, yeah, after I learned about his passing, I wanted to go there uh, immediately. So. Uh, but how was he? How was he like to? Oh, we, before we go to Neverland, because that was after the memorial, right? Neverland. Neverland. It was yeah. One day before. before the memorial. Oh, it was before the memorial. So yes. how was he like being there? Um, it was uh, very surreal. Uh, because yeah, you 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 couldn't believe, you couldn't really believe it. You realized that Michael wasn't long, long, no longer there, but it was hard to believe. Um, so many letters, banners, and uh, fans, and um, it was uh, a crazy place, crazy moment. Uh, you see a lot of people. I was um, not too happy because it was sort of almost like happy time when I saw some of the people over there listening to the music and I understand that they enjoyed the music, but I was very sad. So I, I wasn't like in a dancing mood or in the mood of, uh, uh, yeah. I see what I mean. I mean, yeah. it's normal. And then when you, and you went to the memorial, it was the yes. day after, right? Yes. Because for people who doesn't remember, I know same people, they haven't watched the video, but the thing is, if I go back again, back to 2009, you went to the Auto Arena? Yes. To actually see Michael Jackson? Yes. And this is actually, same people, they think that day, the media, what the media was showing actually, it was showing like there was nobody, people was there, but people was excited to see Michael Jackson, but that's false because people was actually excited. So people never see actually how it looks like. This was the place, you can explain them actually in the picture. So Yes. This, so was what do you the, see here? this was the place, the O2 um, arena, when you entered the building. Uh, this was very early in the morning um, when there, there wasn't such a crowd. Uh, I think this was the first moment they showed uh, the digital screens where you saw this is it. Yeah. Um, and um, that's... So it was actually on those little screen here. Yes. This is it. Yeah. So it was, it was a very, many people, the, because the media, what the media was showing, it was actually not the same as, you know, what we actually experienced there. And we actually going to show you guys some other exclusive picture as well that you actually, he took himself. Yes. Uh, so, because what time did you get there? Uh, very early, I think, or, uh, seven o'clock or something. You get it at seven o'clock. Yes. So, so somewhere, uh, maybe a little bit later, but not too much later. 
Um, yeah, I think yeah. this was the, bar the barrier. That's where we were actually standing. And Mike Jackson yeah. was to the other side. Yeah, yeah. Did you stay at that place till? Because when I reached you there that day, you wasn't no, there. No, I was walking around, uh, like I told you, checking out the building, uh, talking with media, uh, talking with you, um, yeah. showing photos to fans who uh, have never traveled or were there for the first time. Um, yeah. So... And this, this was is, the O2 as well, yeah. This is in the O2 as well. And that was the reason I made this photo was like, okay, if Michael would have been here, he would have loved it, I think, because it, this would have reminded him a little bit of Neverland probably. Um, but uh, that, that was not there, especially for uh, the purpose of Michael's concerts, but it was cool to see. Yeah, and then you have this. I remember this, this alley as well. I yeah. think that was when you see the restaurant and everything there as well. Yes, yeah. I actually I liked the the building. I liked the the venue uh, uh, very much. Yeah, it really looks nice. And yeah. this was when people start reaching. Yes, yeah. This was uh, the moment uh, that they were setting up everything for the, the the press conference because when we came when we were there. Uh, there was no, I don't know if their stage was already there, but at least the, the, the red uh, that you see in the background, the backdrop, um, the microphone, and nothing was there yet. It wasn't there so yet. They were, yeah. they were building everything up. Yeah. That, that was crazy, man. So, yeah, I think yeah. I spent about, I think, I don't know if it was eight hours or nine hours, and I died. And this is when Michael Jackson actually came up. So, you took that yes. picture with your phone, right? Yes, uh, with, with, uh, with, I know I had a little camera with me. I, my phone wasn't working because I was switching providers. And this is when he actually came out. So for those yes. who actually want to, we made a video about this. We don't want to go through that. So we made a video about the O2 Arena. You can go back, watch my other video. We actually broke down about everything yeah. that actually happened. So coming back yeah. to Neverland after that, the day after you go to the memorial, right? Yeah. Um, the, the day that I went to the memorial or the day before I was uh, close to, to Neverland, I was having this flight, you know, the, um, what, what was your question? Sorry. When you went to the memorial, so how was yes. it like? Oh my God, um, uh -huh. it was terrible. Um, it, it was, first of all, it was um, very hectic uh, because uh, a lot of blocks uh, around Staples Center were closed off. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, and so, and it was very hard to reach uh, the entrance because there were so many people there, so many media. Um, and it was actually, I mean, you say it was hard to, to get to the, to the point. Yes, it was hard to get to a point where we could park the car and uh, where we could enter the building. I, had, I asked uh, several police officers, where do I enter the building? And uh, they said, okay, you go to the right. And then they say, you go to the left. And then we were in the middle. And then there was an entrance for VIPs. And I was like, we're, we're not VIPs, so uh, we're, we're, we're stuck. Where do, you, where do we need to go? <laughs> well, what was that picture for? Uh, this is just a picture to, to, to see um, a little bit of the scenes of this day. You know, okay. you, you see... Um, police everywhere, you see media everywhere, everything is closed. Um, and uh, this, this yeah, sort of captures the atmosphere over there. 
Yeah. Um, and then you actually get to the room. I think that was quite emotional because you was used to go to see Michael Jackson, like, you know, yeah. doing his things. But that day, I think it was actually different. You know, that, that day when I entered the building, uh, that was very emotional because um, I saw all these uh, flight boxes or the boxes for equipment for This Is It. Oh, the equipment for This Is It. Yes. Realizing that. Uh, that it's not going to happen uh, was this this moment that was very emotional so what was this here <laughs> this was uh, inside Staples Center uh, okay when we were walking through uh, uh, the place where we were seated and wow. that was very emotional I, I really cried my eyes out from the moment I entered the building until I was sitting at my chair um, Oh yeah, yeah, because you see the thing for this is it actually all the you know the the thing that they was gonna use for for the show. Yes. Yeah. Then you read that. That's really the moment that you realized. Okay, everything is still there. This is where he rehearsed, and this is where it ended, actually. And uh, that was very emotional. Yeah. But and then you have like the screen. You have Mike Jackson, big picture coming there, and the people. You know, how's the environment like in the room? Was it really quiet? It was really quiet when everybody entered. Um, it was, we were there very, very early. So uh, it was almost empty. Um, you could see the, uh, in loving memory of Michael um, sign um, at, at, the, at the stage and the flowers and everything. And, um, because I think, yeah, yeah. Can you show that picture again, please? Yes. I have that picture on the screen anyway. I will show you guys. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so the, it, we, I was checking out. Because uh, you came quite early, yeah, that day. Yes. Yeah, you can already, you can see there, there were still a lot of empty places. I remember that I, I walked up the tribunes to, to make a sort of uh, oversight photo of, everything and, yeah but i had a seat uh floor seating very so, nice picture yeah so now we actually we kind of have a you know a view of how it looks like yeah yes yeah that i think that there are not too many pictures uh, like those around uh, I, I i especially made um i realized this is the time that it doesn't come back you know it's it's this is it really literally and uh, I, I took um, many photos over there. Um, there were some interesting people. Um, of course, not some, but there were, everybody was interesting, I think. But there were a lot of interesting people. Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, uh, Larry King. Um, and they were uh, seated next to me or, or close to me or, or at least passing by. Uh, very close and I was paying attention to a lot of people who were walking around over there. What he said to me, yeah. um, where I was from. Um, so I told him I was from, I'm from the Netherlands and he told me he loved the Netherlands. Um, and that was really cool. Um, talked about uh, how the uh, inside his car, it smelled so good. Really, the perfume or whatever was there. It's, and he was laughing and he was nodding his head and, he, and everybody was laughing, actually. Um, 
yeah, there's so many mem memories and uh, great, great memories. Um, what is your biggest uh, memory? Sorry, your, your, uh, the microphone what is... What is your biggest memory? Biggest memory, how relaxed, cool, nice he was for everybody. Yeah. Um, it was very, it was very relaxed, actually. Very relaxed, very nice, uh, very positive. And uh, yeah. Uh, and what do you think about, I know we don't want to talk about his death because you know, really know what happened. We, I think Michael Jackson, we just have to remember his memory and everything. So what do you think about his legacy after 10 years later, 11 years later? What do you think about his legacy? Fans, like the fan club, they talk about the fan club, yeah. Well, you know, the fan club doesn't really exist anymore in the form that we had it uh, back in those days, uh, but I still talk to uh, media and we do some events. We had a very big premiere for Square One this year, early this year. Yeah, check it out, Square One, man. That's yes. dope. It's really good, actually. I watch it on uh, Amazon Prime. Yes. Highly recommend. Tosh Jackson was a special guest over there together with Danny Wu and um, other special guests uh, who were in the documentary. And this is a real documentary um, and um, everybody should see it. Definitely, yeah, definitely. So you, you've been working now or you just like helping to push it? Well, um, we, I organized the premiere together with a good friend of mine and, okay. uh, in, in Amsterdam. So we, uh, we've um, made sure uh, that uh, everybody was there and there was a very good coverage um, so people know about uh, square one, but I think there's still, um, if you realize there were so many people reporting things, uh, if they would do only 10% of reporting for square one, it would be all already fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing about, um, what can I call it? After 10 years later, I know that the, fan, the, the, fan, the fandom, right? Michael Jackson fans, things have changed, you know? But when trouble happened, when there's a time to defend Michael Jackson, to defend Michael Jackson, I think like you still have that like community, strong community is actually there to defend him. I think the only thing that I've changed is like fans coming together. You know, when the person actually unite you guys physically, it's not there anymore. Well, if you, you listen, know, to, happen, Mike, so, if yeah. you listen to Michael's music, it's still relevant today. Um, all the issues that he, he talked about and that he sang about is still relevant today. You know, you still have the poverty, you still have the environment, you still have uh, racism, uh, so many issues that he addressed and it's still very important. Um, and Michael was um, a visionary. He, he, uh, he has seen and known things that people now only get to learn about. And uh, he was very wise. And uh, I think that people should study Michael, really. Especially his lyrics and his books. So do you collect a lot, right? So Yes. And are you look because last time you told me that like, you're looking for people actually collect a lot of things about Michael Jackson. Maybe if they're interested, they can, you guys can actually trade or swap or something like that. That's why you, you That's... are you interested in something like that? Yeah, I, I still collect, um, and, and of course, if somebody wants to, to swap or, swap or um, 
anything that's uh, something that I'm interested in. Um, I collect books, I collect Michael Jackson things uh, from Neverland, so uh, stationery or, or um, all, all other interesting things. Um, what I really want to recommend for people is to, to read uh, his book, uh, Moonwalk, and uh, listen to all the interviews and lyrics. And uh, if you really want to know, get to know Michael, that's a very good start, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you, you want to know Michael, you have to, to read his book and listen to his music as well. There is anything that you actually, what is the most like precious things you go from, you know, you collect from Michael Jackson, if you have any? Um, yeah, the most precious, of course, I think for me is the photos that I took, um, actually, um, because they capture the memories that I have. And then when you look at it, you can still go back to that time. Um, autographs that he's given me, um, some of his personal belongings, um, a fedora that he owned. Uh, oh, do you have his fedora? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I could see that. Do you have it with you now? <laughs> I, of course. Yeah, let's get it. So, so I'm just going to zoom in. So this was War by Mike Jackson. Yes. And you can actually see uh, makeup. Oh, he got his makeup there. I can wait. I can shine a light, maybe a little bit on it. Two seconds. So this was War by Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, yes. What, like you have so many. So he's like, well, how did you get it? Um, through auction houses um, and. Uh, I have some something else as well. What is this? Oh yeah, um, special. What, can you say that again? Special. Can you, can I see that? Oh, okay. Um, if you remember uh, the short film for um, Dirty Diana or for uh, Speed Demon in Moonwalker, you can see Michael run with a badge like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's so much stuff uh, I, I like to collect. I mean, the hat is good because Michael Jackson wore the hat. That's more, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. It's the most iconic, I think. So are you working with something right now that you want to tell people? Any project or anything that you wish the MJ community should do? Well, um, I think that's... Yes, I'm working on some projects um, together with a, a group of friends, uh, but there are some projects in the future you will uh, learn about. Um, and I think that everybody should uh, write their local uh, newspaper, radio station, request Michael's music. Um, yeah, that's good, actually. Yes, and um, request Square One on television. Uh, I think that's uh, something. But how to get it on TV? Is it the producer have to do that or just fans can? I don't know how, how does it work if we want to have you on TV. I think if there are, the demand is big enough, they will contact the producer. But how do people make the demand? Just just make sure there's a peti start a petition. It's, uh, it's not like the, 
he's not a producer that actually go to a TV to say, you know what, we want this on TV. So the TV just asks for the money. It doesn't yes. work that way. Well, um, I think how it exactly works, it's uh, the television channels, the stations, they, they just buy the rights to air a documentary. Um, and if they are interested, they, they shoot. And I think they shoot because I think they're uh, almost obligated to do this, you know. Uh, there's a one side of a story and this is a far more interesting story. Yeah, I think I think what we need to do maybe like to start a petition. Yes. To for a channel to to actually use it. Get it aired, yes. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they're gonna be scared because they're gonna be like, oh if we do that, that means we don't agree with the victim. Well, so called victim. Well that's how I think. um nowadays there's always people who, who agree or don't agree and i think they should, they should air it just like they did with other uh, with with the movie <laughs> yeah definitely yeah well so what do you think about in terms of course we spoke about fans what do you think about the legacy michael jackson legacy the way sony and the mg estate are deliver well, album and the, the way to look after MJ legacy for the last 10 years are you satisfied or you think like you've been very bad or i don't I, know i don't think it's very bad i don't think it's very good um I, I i think they can always do better um there there have been some releases uh some were controversial because of some songs that are not actually michael's uh, vocals um but some songs that we didn't hear about and they got released and now at least we have the chance to hear michael's voice which is for me always brilliant um but i think michael's real legacy are the albums that he he released during his lifetime but if there's anything i hope they will release some new materials uh, and I know there there are some songs out there that people haven't discovered yet they're still uh, some new songs out there. Um, what is like your your biggest wish that the the MG community, I mean the, the Michael Jackson uh, estate, should do for fans? Um, bring a uh, three dimensional tour uh, with Michael. Um, you, they have so much footage. They can they can make a three dimensional Michael Jackson. Tour, I think. Um, right now, it's of course a bit difficult with uh, con uh, you know with with the virus at this moment. But as soon as this is away, as uh, soon as the virus is gone, I think that that would be cool to have a concert or sort of tour uh, with actual footage or unreleased footage of Michael and then put it in a special technique so that it looks like it's Michael's still here. You know, um, I think what the estate can do, they can do a lot. They, they have a, a huge uh, amount of information. I think they can, uh, if they really search and research, they can even find some, uh, they, can, they can find proof uh, of Michael's innocence also. Um, because they, uh, at Neverland, they have a book and they uh, log everything, you know, who's entering, who's exiting. Um, there's, there's, I think there are many opportunities uh, to do things with, with their archives. So. Good. 
But there's yeah. one thing actually I was gonna forget to ask you, and uh, because you told me like you did meet the Jackson, Michael Jackson kids. Yes. So um, how was he? When was he? What year was he when you meet them? Um, in 2009, uh, after the memorial, um, there was a second event at the Beverly Wilshire uh, Hotel, and um, there. Um, were people invited who uh, had taken part in the memorial. So a lot of artists were there. Michael's family was there. And um, I was invited um, as the only not non-family member uh, to be there with Michael's family. And um, I gave them some presents. Um, and I talked with, with, with Prince Paris and uh, Blanket. How was the kid like? um they were um it's, it's 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 not yeah it's a little bit hard to describe but they were um actually they were running around they were just kids you know they were playing with their with their cousins and uh they were uh yeah i think they had a good distraction with their family so they had uh, uh they have a strong family bond and uh they were very sweet children and uh, I was so happy that there was a possibility to give them a present that they can keep for their whole life and uh, and hopefully they're very happy with it and I, I talked with them a couple of years later in, um, in Cardiff for the Michael Jackson uh, memorial or tribute concert um, and um, they they signed my uh, Michael Jackson fan club bag uh, together with the, the whole family, uh, only one who didn't sign it was Blanket. Oh, Blanket is the only person yeah. didn't. Prince, sign. Prince signed it, Paris signed, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, the whole family signed actually. Good. Yeah. And you spoke to the to Catherine as well. Um, I spoke with Catherine, uh, but at another time uh, after concerts from Tito Jackson, uh, I was invited there and I talked with Catherine. And she's she's very very sweet lady. She's very smart, and um, yeah, she she uh, she tells it like it is, just like Joseph. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I think we actually went through about everything. I guess yes, so. So that was the first part was about one hour. I think the second part it actually lasts for longer. I know there's so much things. I think there's a lot of things that we actually did miss as well. And yeah. anytime when you want to talk about anything, if you want to share for people, actually, you guys can actually join him as well. I'm going to put all the detail in the description. If you want to get in touch with him, if you want to start swapping Michael Jackson item, you know, you can get in touch with him. Or if you want to have any question, anything that you want to know, anything that we haven't been through, we haven't actually spoke about, you can always check him out and maybe invite him on your show or whatever. He's actually a very open mind person and he's always going to be welcome to do that. So is there anything else you want to add before we finish? Um, yeah, keep Michaeling, keep dancing, keep loving Michael. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And thank you for, for being on your, uh, your show, uh, podcast. Yeah. It was a pleasure talking with you. Uh, it was already a pleasure talking with you in the O2. I remember yeah, well, we, we well. saw each other. So, I mean, yes. it's crazy. Last time I saw you, I think it was like 10 years ago. And now yes. we're talking about it like it was yesterday. I just remember like it was yesterday. Yes.